You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus <laughs> Sessions. My name is Colin Austin. My co-host is Michael Dees. And today on the show, we have Adam Brewer. What is up, my friend? What's going on, guys? Thank y'all for having me. It's good to see you. You're like a natural at this. You've done this with us before, so it's a, l- <laughs> a little bit of a different format, but, you know. Right. But, Mike, how are you doing, bro? You doing good? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Ready to, ready to talk about some barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into it in just one second, but first, I have to thank our incredible sponsors, you guys. They make this show happen. Uh, Matt Houchins of Houchins Consulting, you guys. He's a Gainesville native. He helps local and national businesses by making sure that they're showing up when customers are searching for their products and services. You know, when you go to Google and you like type it in, he makes sure that you show up. Uh, this guy is an SEO king, if I can say so myself. And uh, take, a, take advantage of his free Google My Business audit right now through the end of May and uh, an update. And uh, he's doing a Google My Business audit and update. Mention the show. He'll take care of you. Uh, that is gnbseo.com. gnbseo.com. I will get there. I will get through it. There it is. But make sure to hit Matt Houchins up. Matt, thank you so much for your sponsorship. And I have to thank Brooker Pest Control as well. You guys, Brooker Pest Control does our pest control at the shop. They do the pest control at, at my house. Um, these guys are awesome. You know, they, they can take care of anything. Like when it comes to pests, think of, it, think of any pests that you have. They can, like, they can take care of it. So if you've got mosquito problems, whatever, termites, whatever, like hit them up. They will take care of you guys. I always love uh, the smile that Karen has on his face when he comes into the dealership and just uh, does a really good job of taking care of us. So thank you, Brooker Pest Control, for your support of our podcast. Um, you guys, go look Brooker Pest Control up. You can find them at brookerpestcontrol.com or you can call them at 352-378-2433. That's 352-378-2433. And, uh, you know, I'm just super grateful for all of the support that we get for the podcast and these local businesses helping us make this happen so we can have conversations exactly like this one with epic companies exactly like this one, Adams Ribco. And uh, yeah. and we thanks, can Brooker. Thanks, guys. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So we're gonna we're gonna find out what's happening in my man Adam's world since this uh virus has started to come down on everything, man. So so talk to us, man. Give us give us a summary. A few weeks ago, this thing started to hit. There was restaurants closing, there was all sorts of you know, businesses closing all across the city. Um, what were the first things that were happening for you uh, you know, in those very first moments? Um, I, I went kind of in, uh, immediately into what I call like hurricane prep mode. Um, so I don't know how many people, you know, prepare for hurricanes, but I'm really big into, um, kind of like the whole concept. You, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So, um, I immediately, you know, thought, okay, what's coming down the pipeline? Um, I immediately first thing is like cleaning supplies, sanitizer, what can you do? Like in our business, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, but how do we combat what they're, they're asking us to do? And how do we have the right kind of supplies? Uh, I guess N95 masks, shields, sanitizer, Lysol spray, bleach, 
things that were just normal everyday items in my business um, became like essential and an, a huge necessity. And then they were all of a sudden a scarce resource. So um, the scarcity of a lot of the resources, especially for restaurants, um, it does put a little bit of a damper. If you, if you don't have those things in stock, if you don't carry, you know, 12 gallons of sanitizer and you don't have masks on hands, th those things were what we were trying to avoid from, from the initial get go. Hey, this is a pandemic. This is real. This is really happening. We're not sure how we're going to deal with it. This is what the county and the city is saying, but here's some things you can start thinking about on your own. Um, that was kind of like the, the opening window for us was like, all right, this is happening and this is really gonna, this is really gonna come to town and this is really gonna wreak havoc. Um, how do we prepare? How do we have the products we need? And not, not the food, not the, not the beef brisket, not the ribs, not, not the bacon, but how do we carry, uh, antibacterial wipes? How do we carry, uh, Lysol? How do we get it in stock if we don't have it in stock? So a lot of those things were stuff that I was not thinking about, um, but, but it did help us to kind of get into that, that hurricane slash pandemic prep mode. I mean, okay, but on the food standpoint, though, was it even going through your mind of, man, like, am I going to have enough or am I going to have too much, given the fact that we might be closed down and, like, a lot of this will go to waste? I mean, was there any of that thought process at all no no sir so I I, I I i run my business a lot differently than most business owners i knew that the day that this went down that i would be in my business cooking um i knew that i'd be uh on the phone with my managers making sure we ordered the right amount of food we know that how to reduce our labor um i would say tightening the belt is uh, something that we've been famous for we know how to tighten the belt we know how to work lean um uh, we know we have really great staff the people that run our business they understand like this, what we're doing, what we're going through right now. And literally um, I would call this tightening the belt, like um, beans and rice, ramen noodle kind of time, uh, tighten the belt. Let's get back to work. Uh, I definitely have put the work belt on um, to make sure that we, our processes are going the same. Uh, huge support from Florida food service. One of our vendors um, locally, uh, locally owned and operated. They have gone out of their way to make sure I have the things I need. Um, if they can't get it or if they don't have it or they can't, they, they're going to get it the next day. Um, so from a vendor standpoint, support standpoint, um, Florida Food Service has been amazing. But the, the other side of it is people going outside of their normal comfort zone to make sure they're helping one another. Um, but we're seeing that and not just, we're seeing that everywhere. People are really getting back to the, the grassroots way of helping people and, and being there and and doing things they wouldn't normally do to, to help their fellow man. Um, so that's definitely playing out for us. Yeah, it's been really, really cool to see everybody like really, really step up to the plate. It, it's been, you just have that feeling of like, you're, they're your neighbors, you know, like they're your yeah. neighbors and they're like right there. And it's just such a great community feeling. Yeah. Um, something that we haven't really seen in a while. And it's, it's, it's been cool just to, to see the, the love that's been shared amongst, amongst our community. Um, <laughs> can I give you, can I give you one more, for instance, I'm fresh yeah, off yeah. of this. I just did a delivery to our local Sam's club. Um, they reached out to me as, you know, one of their small businesses and called us last week, say, hey, we want to get you on our schedule. We want to spend some money with you. Um, we want box meals delivered this time and this time. But, uh, one of those examples like Sam's club didn't have to call me last week, didn't have to set up these meals, but they're literally knowing that we got great food, they got people that want to eat, that work for them, and they're just making it happen. They're spending the dollars, and they're helping out small business. 
Yeah, that's really great, man. Um, how about how about like the whole chain with with people not being able to eat inside the restaurant? I mean, have you had uh, a major decrease, or have you just seen the community really step up and go like buy more food because of uh, this, you know, outreach of support for local business. And, and I know that's even yeah. tough because they're the whole community is trying to support everybody. So like, it's like yeah. <laughs> right. been, been right. buying, buying gift cards to every, uh, business in town at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. but you know, what's, yeah. has it, has it gone down, you know, has the process of takeout only, you know, what, what adaptations have you made and, you know, has yeah. it affected you? We've really, um, we were set up for this. We didn't know we were set up for it. We were geared for this. Um, I worked with a friend of mine a couple of years ago. I think a lot of people know him, Freddie Weeby. Um, he encouraged me probably two years ago um, to start looking into to, to the deliveries, uh, delivery apps. And um, I love Freddie, the, man. Freddie right. is such like, he is such an asset to this community. Right. We're great, great, great person. Great understanding. Knows the restaurant business. Um, he needs more shout outs on this. He needs more yeah, shout yeah. outs. Yeah, <laughs> he's awesome. He's like one of the most like humble, like behind the scenes guys, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And he, that's the thing about it. Colin. People know that, you know, and that's why I want to give him reps because he deserves it. He goes yeah. out of his way to talk to people like me and you to try to help us with our business or ideas that he's seen work in other businesses. Hey, try this out. Maybe it works in yours. But, but, For but sure. on that note, he literally was like, Adam, this whole delivery thing's taken off. You know, you really need to look at getting Uber Eats. You need to look at some of these other you know, companies like Bite Squad and DoorDash. Um, and because of his kind of, you know, we did this 2018. So now two years later in 2020, I, I have all the tablets. I'm, I'm, I'm known on Bite Squad. I'm known on DoorDash. I'm known on um, Uber Eats. And so my customers can go there and they can order our food and have it delivered. Um, I would tell you the the margins are horrible. I, I don't make much on the delivery, but, but what we're doing is we're keeping the volume going. We're keeping the food moving um, with enough volume. We're, we're going to be fine. Um, but it, it does, it's, it's huge. It offsets um, our carryout. It helps us because our carryout is so busy right now. We were before maybe 40 or 50% carryout. Now we're 60, 70% carryout. So uh, we lost our dine-in. We're trying to make our volume back with, you know, without the dine-in. Um, moving product like you're like you're talking about call ahead carry out curbside uh, carry out uh, delivery catering box lunches box meals how can we get them there um, but all of that's kind of it's all come together to kind of create the the new norm we're talking about the new norm the new norm for Adam's Group Company is is what we have kind of trans transgressed into the last three weeks um, this new norm we don't know how long it's going to last so so we better get comfortable and and, and if this is what's going to be this way for, for the, you know, the future. Uh, we want to stay ready. I think. Do you think it'll last for a long time? Do you have, do you think, do you think that yet that dining room that you have there will be packed again with people side by side at some point in the future? Do you think, or do you think the new norm will stick? People are going to do more carry out and more delivery and like, have you even thought it through? They've been, this has been a push guys. Like there's a reason why these delivery companies came out a couple of years ago. This is a push. This is a push from the delivery companies. This is a push from a lot of big forces out there, guys. There's things that we're not going to be able to control. Um, we can say it pandemic based or stock market based or people based, but this is, this is something that's going to stick. 
Um, yes, I do believe dine-ins will open back up. I believe people won't want to sit directly next to each other and on top of each other like they have been. Um, if you think back to the 80s and the 90s, dining rooms were not like they are now. We're literally working because of the cost of utilities and rent and mortgage. People are literally packing people in like sardines to their dining room to get them in, get them out for busy times like lunch and dinner. But if you think back to like the 80s and the 90s, you go into these places and there'd be huge dining spaces and there'd be plenty of tables and, and they'd have big booths for six and eight tops and you would just have plenty of room, more room than you ever needed. And, and when you go to restaurants now, we physically can't afford to have those, those dining rooms. We, we don't have the, uh, the, the, the bottom line to support that. So the ones of us that, that are, are you know, really focusing on the to-goes and focusing on the deliveries, I think we're, we're going to be able to hang in there. And then when they add the dine-in back on, we'll, we'll, we'll just add that to our, to our new norm. Oh, well, thanks. Well, here's, if it's 10% or 20% of our business, we'll adjust that into it being whatever the percentage is. Um, I don't think the dine-in perception will go back to the way it was just because of what we know now and what we've learned. And you could sit next to someone and they're learning one thing and I'm learning the next, but we're all learning and we're, we're teaching ourselves and we're working with the people around us to kind of get this right. But the biggest thing that we can do, I think Colin is, we need to get this right. We got to do this the right way for, for the next generation or for our parents or whatever generation we're fighting for. We've got to do this the right way. It's on us. It's on our generation to do this right. Yeah, it's huge. I'm, cu I'm curious, like going through this as you have, uh, has there been any, any, is it been better or worse having multiple locations? Does it make it easier or is it, is it more stressful for you? Uh, we just we just had to be real smart. We've had to we've had to think things through. We've had to focus on what was busy our busy times. Uh, we cut some hours at our south location just just you know kind of condense the hours. Um, but it, it has been a lot easier for us. Um, it's been helpful to have two locations because of the amount of lunch carryouts and deliveries that we are receiving. It's really nice that they can go out of two locations. Um, if we tried to do this volume out of one, I, I think it, it would detract from what we're doing. It, it would, people wouldn't want to be here because they're trying to get in and get out. They're trying to not have contact. We're trying to reduce that. We're trying to hand off food bagged and ready to go, make sure it's right. And we're trying to send them on their way before the next person comes, comes in. And so it, it's really a lot of the stuff we're doing in, is in passing. So the more uh, facilities I have to kind of move the food in and out in passing it's helping i watched my wife's location yesterday she has like a uber table set up a bite squad table set up and literally they're walking in the front door they grab their uber stuff they check the number off and they go and we we don't have to even we don't have to get in within six feet they're they're over there but but if i had that going on here on top of what we're already doing it would it would hurt so so yes we're thankful to have two locations it's a lot right now you know a lot of mortgages a lot of gru but um we're we're thankful to have it we really are i'm curious about your your weight staff that rely on tips for their income have you been able to to repurpose them uh, to help with catering at all or yeah, so they're completely running the show. They're they're running the the cater the caterings, the carryouts, the deliveries. They're making sure all this goes out. We've because the phone's ringing a lot more. Um, we 
whatever time we were spending in the dining room, we're busy on the phone. We're busy working the, the Uber tablet or the doorstop, DoorDash tablet. Um, there's a lot of things we got to do to make stuff, make orders the correct way and consistently. So we're, we're always working on the consistency, how we do it, how we're receiving orders. Um, we have a delivery company that maybe doesn't have uh, an item in their system right. We're going back to that company and saying, hey, we sell this this meal that has three sides. It doesn't have two. So when we're offering this to the customer on DoorDash, we want to have the three sides. But some stuff like that is taking their time up now as before we were busy in the dining room, you know, cleaning, bussing, helping, refills, whatever the customer needs. Um, like you said, the reallocation, yeah, it's gone into the new kind of service, the new norm of things we're doing. That's great. And are you still doing breakfast too, or are you just doing uh, the lunch and dinner? Yeah, so I'm the breakfast guy uh, six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Uh, I'm coming in the morning and cooking the breakfast myself uh, the first hour or so. I'm in here just, you know, getting my regulars in and out. And then I have a helper that comes in. And, and yeah, I'm just cooking it all myself right now to, to ensure the, the quality, but also to keep the labor and to watch, you know, how things are being done. We're hoping that the breakfast will continue to, to increase and boost up to where I could put some more labor back on the breakfast. But right now, it, it's good. It's great. It's helping us. But, but we're not comfortable enough to, to not have Adam on the grill, you know? <laughs> Got it. Got it. Have you had to do any changes, uh, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you know, have you found yourself investing more? Has it just really been a lot of word of mouth? I mean, I've seen a lot of people coming in there just taking pictures, um, you know, saying, yo, there's my boy, Adam, really like working hard, got the team going. And, you know, so I'm seeing a lot of those pictures getting shared you know, across social media. I mean, has that been, has that been the fuel or have you like invested some dollars into some marketing to make sure that things uh, continue to progress like they are? The fuel, uh, the fuel that I'm finding out is um, the banners hanging at the parks. Um, the fuel is every good thing I did for this community up till now. That was the fuel. There was, there's nothing else behind this. It's not marketing. It's not what they're posting on Facebook. This is nothing but good deeds receiving more good deeds. I didn't know when they were coming. I didn't know if they were coming. I didn't need them. I didn't know I didn't want them, but they're coming. They're coming tenfold right now. I'm almost in tears talking about it, man. Yeah, People it have gone out of their way to support me, send me letters of encouragement, and do things they didn't have to do because they know, like, well, this brand is not going anywhere. This brand's going to be here, and we're going to support it. And they supported us. Now we're going to support them. And it's crazy, man, how, how many people are coming out of the woodwork just to make sure we're going to make it another day. Yeah. Dude, that's wow. awesome. It's like the, it's the definition of, you know, when people say why not to buy on Amazon or why not to like, but you know, and to, why to support local businesses because that local business is paying for your children's uh, sponsorship of, of their base local baseball team. And the, you know, and like, you're definitely, you're, you're the definition of that, the, the banners hanging Thanks, out man. at the parks and Thank stuff. You. So like, I'm super grateful to have uh, businesses exactly like yours in this community, man. Like you, you inspire me. I, like I see the hard work. I, I see the the community, your support of the community. And then I see it's been really good. You're right to see this community support of, yeah. of you. And, uh, and no, you know, that's, I mean, that is the definition of community of small business community. And, and, and I love it, man. It's, it's, it's cool. So I, I'm like, 
I know. I'm, yeah. it, it just feels good. It feels good. You know, yeah. it feels good to see. And like, this is what you hope for in, in these kind of moments. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and you're seeing it being lived out. So it's just really, really inspiring. Um, I couldn't have, I couldn't have planned it this way. I couldn't have wrote the book, you know, the way things are playing out. Like if you don't believe in God, you better start believing in God because God is in, in the works right now and he's moving in people's lives. He's changing people's lives. He's changing people's thoughts, their feelings, their ideas. And there's a movement happening. So this is more than y'all know this. And I know you don't maybe don't want to talk about this, but there's a movement happening and people are, are changing what they're thinking. So they're changing everything. And I'm, I'm throwing out a lot of stuff guys, but I found a lot of good new things, things that I can attach to things that are going to help me help my business, help the people around me. But there's a movement coming. This is just the beginning. This is all, this is all just the beginning. And then our generation has to, has to make this movement happen. If you're, if you're 32 to 48, this generation is going to move stuff. We're going to move stuff in the right direction. We're going to teach our kids to treat people the right way. We're going to treat people the right way. We're going to be treated the right way. We're going to lead with love. And that's what I believe in, man. I believe that this is all the beginning of something way bigger than we even thought about, you know? I love it, man. And I, and I love talking about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, anytime, man. Yeah, I'm all dude. in. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Mike, you got anything else, man? Uh, no, I just it's, – it's funny because I'm thinking back. Like, I've lived at the property next to your north location for about 10 years now, and it's been such a common uh, thing to, you know, go outside, and I smell, I smell the roto going from, from my yard. So I, I, I get really nostalgic when I smell that because I, I worked in a, a barbecue restaurant for many years back in high school. So I'm just – I'm happy that you're still doing well. I'm happy to still walk outside and walk the dogs and smell the roto going and just uh, cheers to you and all you've done, man. Thanks, Michael. And I, I pray that you just keep walking out there every day and smelling the barbecue. <laughs> man. I just pray for that. Uh, it's right got to be, gotta be tough for the vegetarian, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, still smells good, though. That's uh, right. You know, uh, it, it's funny, it, you know, I, like as you were talking just a minute ago and, 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 and pumping me up is what you were doing. You know, I'm like, I'm reflecting on the things that have happened. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's happened for me recently is, you know, uh, pastor Mike over at greenhouse, like really started, really started having like did a sermon talked about like writing down prayer and stuff. And I'd never really done this. I'd never written my prayers out. Um, but I started doing this, uh, not, not every day, but I was doing it like once every couple of days, once a week. And I was writing it out. And, and so recently, because of everything that's been happening, I've gone back and started reading some of them. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've been consistently praying for has been cash flow, like the cash flow of the, of the business. And, you know, it's like it's been super tough because we're super, super seasonal. And, you know, that, that's, always been, that's always been a stressor for us. And, of course, like when all of this stuff went down, you know, we went, we went to having little, like little to no income, like 70% of our business is scooter sales to college students. There are no college students here right now. And, you know, so our sales just plummeted and, and still I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, God, this is a uh, going the right, this is going the wrong direction. Here. <laughs> you know, I'm almost like, I'm like, I'm like having no income is not the right direction for cash flow. But then, you know, and, and like, sure, the government, the government funding came out, you know, and we just got our PPP stuff that, that, that's helped. That's relieved a lot of cash flow, like 
headache, at least in the immediate. But then, but then the, our neighbors, the people who hold our mortgage, like six months of no payments, they were like, they were like, You've, uh, we've always paid when we were renting from them. We always paid our rent on time. Then when we had this mortgage, we've always paid our mortgage on time. And now when it comes to a crisis like this, they're like, they're like, Hey, you know, we, we know that students aren't coming back till August. We want to give you six months. I mean, that's, that's huge. And the amount of vendors, the amount of vendors and the amount of people who like we normally write checks to have said, Hey, we're all in this together. Or, you know, we're going to defer a month. We're going to defer two months. And like, Oh, it's crazy, but given the fact that we have no income, we are actually in one of the better cash flow standpoints than we've been in a while. And, and so, and I like looking back at, at those prayers and like seeing this get answered in a very uh, dramatic way, if you will. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. never, it's never how you yeah. expected it. It's no. never, it's not, no. I, I didn't get the cash. I didn't get the cash flow from more sales which is like what yeah. I would have expected. It was yeah. from, yeah. it was from community and from like relief yeah. and from everybody pulling together in this situation. So, um, so yeah, so I've been, I've really been pra praising God for that this, this past week because uh, there's, there's no doubt that his hand has been in all of it, you know? Yeah. And he, he's good all the time. And, and he, he comes when he's ready and he comes when you need it. And we didn't, you know, sometimes we think we need things, but he, he gifted you, he gifted you right, right when you needed it the most. And, and it was funny, like you said, peculiar, but, but God is good, man. God is good all the time. And I just, I can't, I'm thank you for sharing that because that's what we're looking for. I have a lot of friends that are looking for that right now, what you just said. And that's the, that's the victory is that, Hey, you just got a blessing. And now you're going to do the right thing with it and, and we'll be good, you know? Yeah. Now nah, be, be uplifted Gainesville. I mean, I, you know, we, we've said it multiple times already. A lot of people are looking at this thing. There's a lot of negativity, a lot of, you know, yes, we understand that people are getting sick and people are dying. And like, there's a, you know, a lot of people just saying, Oh man, the world is melting. Things are getting really, really bad. And there's like this negative mindset. Um, people like Adam, people like myself, people like Michael, like we have this, this mindset of, like, hey, there's opportunity here, and mm -hmm. and and there's going to be really great things that come from this. And you're already start, you know, we're seeing the great things coming from it. What just community alone is like really, really great, you know. And but there's going to be more, and I just believe that so much. Um, so I just want to encourage everybody to say to stay super positive, um, and and reach out. Like, let us know how we can help you. Like, we're going to get through this, but we're going to get through it together. And and you're seeing that being lived out right now. Well said, man. So, Adam, where can we uh, where can we buy food? <laughs> tell us, tell tell our audience where you're at. Tell them your phone number. Let us all let the platforms. Yeah, um, yeah let, let them yeah, give you a call. Let's go. Yeah, we're available. Uh, Adam's Rib Company, uh, putting the ribs back in barbecue. Also, your hometown barbecue headquarters. You can reach us at our north location, three seven three eighty eight eighty two, or our south location, seven two seven four zero zero five adamdribco.com we have a delivery available there you can check us out on bite squad doordash or uber eats um available barbecues available 10 a.m to 8 p.m six days a week guys like i told y'all before i'm cooking breakfast so come by and see me if you can yeah buddy awesome hey man this has been a lot of fun yeah man i'll i'll, I'll stay in touch with you but uh, yeah if you ever want to just chat off air give me a call man oh for sure man i, I always need it for sure <laughs> plenty of plenty of times that i need it well uh well thanks thanks again and uh gainesville thank you so much world thank you so much for listening 
and this is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals <laughs> that make you go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll guys. see you later, Gainesville. Have a great Thank day. You. See ya. Bye.